Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This segment of the USCC Expo Experience on CannabisRadio.com is presented by Soterra Wellness, unlocking the natural health benefits of medical cannabis in order to help relieve symptoms and restore your health. Find wellness at Soterra.com. S-U-R-T-E-R-R-A dot com. And Dom Life, a boutique lifestyle lounge unlike anything before. Located in Phoenix, Arizona, Dom Life, where paradise and cannabis meet. Learn more at D-O-M-M dot life. Grassroots Marketing on CannabisRadio.com proudly presents the USCC Expo Experience. Featuring one-on-one interviews with speakers, exhibitors, and attendees from the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. And now, the USCC Expo Experience, only on CannabisRadio.com. We're dabbing on the seventh floor of the higher Regency downtown Miami, but of course this is being recorded so nobody can know about this after the fact. We are here. Uh, right adjacent to the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo here at CannabisRadio.com. And we have a room full of speakers that are here with us. But initially, we are going to start off with our initially scheduled guest, who is the owner of Conscious Communications, the host of the manager of FloridaMarijuana.net, the host of the Marijuana Solution podcast, Robert Roundtree. Robert, welcome to Cannabis Radio. Hey, how are you doing? Doing good. We have an audience. Uh, audience. Have a great a audience. Roger Robert. Come on now. Here you go. Thank you very much. Cannabis Radio. So thank you again for joining us real quickly. Uh, tell us a little bit about your role here in Florida, Marijuana Solution. Obviously, people know who you are in Florida, but for those that do not know you outside of the state, please tell us more about what uh, your background, how you got into the business. Okay. Yeah, so... 
my background is I've been I would what I could consider a lifelong cannabis user. Yeah. Uh, started using it at the age of eleven. Been using it ever since. I've had some run-ins with the law, so I've I've seen what the war on drugs can do to people. And I was at, I'm a Navy veteran. I actually was discharged from Thank the Navy the service, yeah. for using cannabis, other than honorable. So that kind of lit a fire under my ass to get a little more involved. Um, and since then, you know, legalization has come about. So what I do is I educate uh, Florida's patient base and people that are interested to get into the industry. So I do that through a lot of different content, such as you mentioned on floridamarijuana.net. I have a blog, I have recipes, mm -hmm. and I focus on educating the patients and connecting patients with the medical marijuana treatment centers, which is the name of our vertically integrated companies here. So now, and the thing is, it was very fascinating, which we're seeing a lot of here at the show, not only floridamarijuana.net, themarijuanasolution.com, you also, Manage the digital assets for regulate Florida and Sunshine Cannabis. Uh, tell me about the impact that uh, the, all these companies together and why you thought this digital network was something that was just so important to have. Uh, well, as we've seen the uh, advance of new media, as you know, mm -hmm. over the last decade, it's just become increasingly clear how to drive the conversation and put out the message that you want to put out. And all these groups that you mentioned have aligning interest uh, as well as the Florida Cannabis Coalition right you know and, and we're all working towards legalization and the power of having groups work together is more than twofold so if you have you know two people working together it, it you're actually gonna get the productivity of like two and a half people and I'm stealing this actually from Michael Thompson who told me about this at Seattle speaking of the panel that was speaking of the panel this weekend so let me ask you this I'm gonna I'm gonna pair, pair this to the room here the driving issue right now in the state of Florida when it comes to, uh, we have the primaries coming up, election, uh, midterm elections now coming up. There's only one gubernatorial candidate that is talking about moving forward to adult use legalization. Meanwhile, all the other candidates that I can think of, that I can even read about, have not had a strong stance when it comes to uh, cannabis legalization or anything of the nature. Surprising, what is it that's going on that why we're not getting more uh, response or support from the Florida legislature or the Florida government? Fear. I mean, that's just the shortest answer. Uh, they're they're still afraid. What is, the, what, what is it it's going to take to do what other states have already done? That's the question. Uh, it's going to take, you know, these groups that we mentioned working together to push it forward, continue to educate the politicians. Um, and what you said about the gubernatorial race is correct. There's a lot of people that are really soft on legalization. Um, you know, everyone says they support medical. Well, that's great. It's in the Constitution. That's not a hard thing to support. But we're in Florida. It's a red state. And there's a lot of um, hardcore conservative people here who make up the base of a lot of these politicians, Republican and Democrat. And they're afraid of alienating their base. And they're not really looking at the big picture that any county you go to there was probably 70 to 80 percent of the people that voted for medical marijuana and most polling shows recreational would pass with flying colors in florida so it's just fear or they're on the take that's my two opinions i mean do you think any word i guess i mean what is it that you're hearing that are the excuses if you will that are being held back what kind of money's holding it back what kind of factors are being played into Making I mean, people from being so timid or being so fearful. Uh, right now, Rick Scott, as far as the politicians go, yeah. you know, he's directing things top down from Tallahassee. He has uh, 
cabinets that are both in alignment with him, yep. you know, and that's it. But a lot of the excuses are the same thing. I don't want it, you know, the kids to get it. The same crap we've heard from right. prohibitionists year after year after year after year. But the big um, elephant in the room that they don't want to talk about is the fact Florida is probably going to be one of the quickest transitions from medical to recreational. Absolutely. Really quick. And well, it's going to be that last pillar to really knock down a wave of other states, I think. So do you just feel like, I mean, at the moment now with medical in play, we have what started with six when they first initially had the vote finished and the bill was passed. A lot of lingering along the legislature to get the terms of medical marijuana, how it will be distributed, and how it will be dispensed. We're now at 14 dispensaries. I mean, there's a lot of slow progress. Am I correct? You are correct. So there is initially five licenses, and every other license since then has come through a lawsuit. And all of the other applicants just filed lawsuits. Uh, I, maybe there's a couple that haven't, but there's another four or five lawsuits that just got filed for licenses uh, at the most recent Office of Medical Marijuana Use Update. came out Friday. And they're probably going to gobble up these last four licenses, and I don't really expect anyone to be able to apply. Not until there's another governor and... Yeah, it's been really slow. It's slow by design. It's a beautifully designed mess mm -hmm. to slow down progress. But despite this, or in spite of this, our medical marijuana industry is on such an accelerated growth rate that we shattered the record of patients to a medical marijuana system in like no time. And we're on track to easily go past the 500,000 patient count that most people estimated in the beginning. Yeah, right. we're crushing. So in the lawsuit area, I see Tom quickly here. You're an attorney, correct? No. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, but you dress so well, I guess, like you're ready for court. Oh, uh, he's the sharpest dressed guy in the room right now. <laughs> no, but do we have any attorneys in the room? Any attorneys here? No. no. Well, because I wanted to find out why is it the, 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 why does it have to be, I mean, what kind of obstacles are being done in the lawsuits? As, as, but the other thing, too, is that, okay. well. Y you want to answer this one, Tom? Yeah, All right, yeah, I'll give it to Tom. Well, because I know you were on tax originally, correct? I was, I'm on that panel, but, you know, I've been around since they've been putting together Amendment 2. So okay. there was an intent of Amendment 2 when it was issued. And yes. that intent was to allow individuals to get multiple different types of licenses. Everything from distribution licenses to, you know, a horizontal market. And that was included in the intent. Well, the Florida legislature, they didn't want to implement Amendment to the way that it was written. So they laid Senate Bill number eight on top of it, which has been found to be unconstitutional. Oh. Okay. So Senate Bill number eight, what they found, what Judge Dodson found uh -huh. was that um, the word and and or right. in the definition of an MMTC yes. is extremely specific in the way the intent of the amendment was written. And that allows for a horizontal market, there we go. which means that it's business friendly and right now if you're a small business owner in the state of florida the way the legislator is doing this they're preventing you from operating and it's not fair and it's not right no exactly now one thing i gotta ask and i've been asking a few people and i asked a legal counsel from uh, normal key strop one of the ideas that from my perspective i watch a lot of media and i watch you know just through either cable or just local news or whatnot proper representation of the industry to make sure that you know when people want to go ahead and attack the industry, calling it big weed, or they want to go and come in and, you know, just placate the sort of stereotype and truly just 
put the, 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 the consistent negative connotations they put in this industry when they're not seeing the progress and the growth. Who is there now that's being molded that would be, I guess, within your digital network? Is that something that's important that you're for the education and forming those that are out there that might get a chance to have a platform to speak and represent the industry, the importance of that? What do you think is being done? Or do you feel like there are people right now that absolutely are ready to go if some show on whichever cable news outlet or whatever that might be that is ready to speak that can handle a solid debate? Who's there? There's people like that uh, across the country. I mean, there's a handful of them in this room right now. Totally. You know, I just wish there have been times where I've I've seen but, that they've been a little bit caught off guard, and from them, maybe like some lobbying groups, maybe some other people, which I'm not going to mention, but I've just seen it where there's you know, some conservative outlets that want to go ahead and you know they'll bring on people to talk about it, but it's to basically bash. And I'm like, right. somebody's got to come on here and be not confrontational, but be subtle, be professional, but be able to go ahead and give a strong argument. And deflect. And make the person deflect. Make them realize their facts are wrong. Absolutely. And I think that we, we do this a lot of time in the state of Florida. You know, we've gone around to dispensary ban hearings and speak truth to power all the time to politicians. And it's important for everyone to do that, not just people with a platform that are in you know digital media like us, but people in their everyday lives need to stand up to, you know, the ridiculous connotations that people are labeling in the industry like you said what big cannabis i mean or whatever you were mentioning that people say or corporate cannabis yeah big weed yeah it's coming get over it because there's there are those (laughs) that are are representatives that are within the industry that will speak well but then again they're not they wouldn't look for people that'll just be like the overall topic they'll be able to talk on the overall topic but not talk to veterans not talk to caregivers not talk to patients not talk to athletes that are getting treatment or they're working on research or advocating for themselves, well-spoken on it. So yeah, we here's, have someone here from uh, Buzz Rivets. Yeah, Pat, that's long enough. Yeah, Brett Puffenbarger, he is the um, director of public relations for Buzz Rivets, and they are lead, the leading veterans organization helping veterans get low-cost and free medical marijuana recommendations. So, so I Brett, will I wanna, turn it over to him. I want to pose that question to you, is the fact that how often have you had the chance to go speak publicly towards the media and and what how they respond to you and the idea of having proper representation that when you're to have good pr for this industry so i think it's actually pretty darn easy to get good pr for this industry recently yeah we've done two protests against rick scott and i think you brought up a good point uh on the conservative media we actually did a rally where we specifically targeted bringing Republicans on board. We had Roger Stone speak at our rally against Rick Scott. Uh, You know, I think a big thing this year is that it's the year we go green. It's not blue. It's not red anymore. It's I think we can all come together on weed, (laughs) like real talk. Uh, And I think it takes somebody approaching the right in a specific way and they'll listen. But I think you're absolutely right. This is totally nonpartisan now. Yeah, it's past that. Well past. Yeah, we're we're over that. But there uh, are still those that want to for whatever reason whether it's on the left where they say you know there's certain politicians that say they want to decriminalize as opposed to legalize or those that are trying to say it's like tobacco and it's dangerous for children. It, you know, the arguments don't pass water to me and I think you know the voters are smart enough. The 90% that definitely want medical, the two-thirds that definitely want adult use, they understand. 
And they, I think people are just talking down to them. Some of, the, some of those people in the media are just talking down and just not giving proper context. I absolutely agree. And I think approaching the media on common ground is the way we go. Uh, you know, so I think the best coverage we got of those recent events was from Fox News. I mean, they straight up turned it into an anti-Rick Scott diss track. They went, Rick Scott, Rick Scott, Rick Scott. <laughs> do, why are you keeping patient from medicine? Like they cut people in, like they made it a memorable sound clip of an FU to Rick Scott. And that's a conservative outlet doing that. Like I was pretty right. impressed that that was like the way they went about it. It was actually pretty darn easy to get people to pay attention because at this point culturally in america we're we're over it i could go smoke a joint on the street right now and the only thing i'm going to get is someone asking to join in like if nobody's going to panic nobody's going to be like oh my god like it's over they are the cats out of the bag yeah. they lost politicians need to jump on board totally and i'll tell you what when it comes to cannabis in the media it's the fact of the matter is, look, social media podcasting, that's a cough for everybody, social media podcasting are the true routes to go ahead and speak and have that right platform. But what I'm talking about as well, it's just like you said, with mainstream media, whether it's local, regional, it's generating state, that organic mainstream media, well, the you have earned to play a media. Different game with those people, you just you can't do. go on there with a traditional, conventional interview. The politicians don't get that yet, but the people do, and you have to play against their game and make them feel see like they fail. <clears throat> oh, Michael Thompson wants to go ahead and uh, take a quick question. And Robert wants to take it down. <laughs> go ahead, Mike. <clears throat> yeah, so the, the a lot of the politicians and what's happening now is um, they are, uh, a lot of them are taking their digital media for granted, especially the older ones. And what's happening is, is a lot of times they'll just outsource their digital media to uh, legislative aid that might be, you know, the son of a big donor or something to that effect and in these campaigns you see a lot of nepotism and a lot of uh good old boys system kind of going on and now that's for the older politicians for the younger politicians we're talking like 55 and under 60 55 and under right right um what you're finding is a lot of them they know how to use social media and when they see the reaction of thousands of people taking over their digital media, every single post, everything. Um, it, especially if you're an advocate and you have a following, what you want to do is you want to reach out to that politician and say, "Look, how can I, how can I help you make this decision? Right? What can I do for you? What, what, what? Because, because ultimately, it's our like our fault that the politicians against it because the constituency hasn't been educated." Totally. So it's not really the politician's fault. It's not the law enforcement officer's fault. It's the citizen's fault for... And you have to have that mindset. Now, I'm not you saying that's true. I'm just saying right. go into it with that mindset and then say, how can I help you educate your constituency so then they understand that? Then you hang up the phone and they're going to be against it or whatever. And then you t then you send in the troops. Just And you don't lie. You just let them know. Matter of fact, this is what he, this is what he believes. Based, you know, so... Right, but I'll tell you, I, I mean, I think the constituency, we see what the voters are saying, we see what they say on certain polls, they're, they're, gonna, they're turning to the right side, they, they are, they've already turned the corner, they are supporting, it, but it's like you said, it's those that are talking to that constituency, these politicians and the lobbying groups, the people that are representing the industry in Washington, whoever they might be, those that might be attendants, 
those that are uh, you know that are out there now you know are they what do they need to do more of <clears throat> so <clears throat> one of one of my clients well former clients uh, was running in a congressional race for as a Republican and we had a real talk heart to heart talk and because he's seen me go after his men, one of his mentees and it really comes down to a lot of the uh, lobbying and a lot of the connections. He was just real with, with us. Robert actually went there to go meet him. We're not going to say his name. Uh, he's probably going to be a congressman, but uh, it, they don't even have control of their own campaigns. To be honest with you, they have to inherit the the bureaucracy, and it's not like as a business owner, um, you want to high, you want to reward results and performance, right? Um, now, sometimes there's a little bit of nepotism, but for the most part, you want to reward results and performance. It doesn't work like that in politics always. And when you're look, I, I can look at it from that angle, and I think I just think it's really. Uh, on the res- it's really important that we uh, hold their feet to the fire and challenge them on their logic because they're using Absolutely. the same logic that was used to justify the Holocaust and racial segregation and making interracial marriage illegal. They're using the same exact logic, and there is no there's no victim for the crime or anything, you know. So I'll pass it to Tom here. You know, Back to Tom Quigley. Hey, I, I, I just want to jump in. You know, a lot of stuff that Mike's talking about, it's true. You know, politicians are products right now, and they're selling that product, okay? But the game has changed on how to sell a product, okay? Four years ago, during the last election, selling a product was much different than it is today. Yeah. And if we think about that and we go back to the movement to legalize cannabis, it was a ground up approach. So we had a lot of advocates that were going and they were screaming and they were ignored because they had no power. Okay, they didn't have a community. Now, with the way things have changed and that we have connection to each other, you know, we, we have a voice, you know, and the game has changed completely. Except the problem is the majority of the the politicians are using what was handed down to them as their strategies. It doesn't work anymore. It's changing. The game has changed and they're going to need to listen. Um, You know, the other piece is, is that money controls a lot of things. Okay. So even the best well-intentioned politician, once they're elected and they go up to Washington DC and they get under that mentorship, the game changes again. Okay, so there's a real big difference in what's happening right now with the money that's coming into this industry. And the legislators that are preventing things from happening are keeping their previous supporters happy. Mm -hmm. And the game's going to change. But you know what? It's going to change for the people that have money that are in there that are at those levels. So how do we get in there and do that? I don't know. What do you think, Mike? Well, that's, that's going to be a question that we're going to have to ponder. We're going to have to continue the conversation. That's what's going to have to happen. So anyway, which way, I thank everyone here in the room for participating, whether they spoke or they just got to listen in to a great conversation with Tom Quigley, with Michael Thompson, uh, with uh, Randy uh, Buzz for Bets, uh, Brett, Puffenberger. Brett Puffenberger, and of course, oh, and the yeah, that was Randy, Randy Sutton. Sutton. Juan Perez, but also uh, initially speaking with Robert Roundtree from Conscious Communications, LLC. Thank you all for being with us on Cannabis Radio. Thank you for listening to the USCC Expo Experience, only on CannabisRadio.com. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.